Let's fucking do it. You ready? Arizona. Yeah, you know it, boys. You know it. Welcome to a Saturday night right here in Phoenix, Arizona. Hello and welcome to Arizona.FYI. This is another bullshit session with Dan and Mark. We're coming to you directly off of the end of the Glanton Massacre episode. So if you haven't looked at that yet, it's labeled as History 2, the Glanton Massacre. Go back and check that out. Without further ado, Dan, hello. Sorry, I would have been here sooner, but I had to pour myself a drink. <laughs> so... That is my last week, <laughs> other than everything else that I did. Um, how, how, yeah, what else did you do? Didn't you, didn't you go out of town? Uh, we did. We went to Tucson. Yep. Saturday afternoon, we got Karen's mom to come over and check on the dog, and then we headed down to Tucson. The idea was to do next week's episode, which will be on uh, El Tiradito, the little shrine that's down there, devoted to the sinner. Uh it turns out we weren't there at the right time. Didn't see anybody. So yeah, yeah I expect an empty church. Yeah. <laughs> not even a church. This is like, it's a very tiny lot in the oldest part of town. And it's tucked between this little tiny museum, which is just a little building. Like I think of the houses around Roosevelt, Roosevelt row. It's kind of that size. Um, so imagine one of those lots was just an Adobe wall at the back of the lot. So you kind of like walk down this like shoebox kind of area and you come into this almost like it's not a cave, but there's the wall and it kind of wraps around you a little bit. And then right in the middle, there's a little shrine and a big candle holder, like wrought iron. You could put 40 candles on top of it. And then there's just all the little glass saint candles everywhere. There's pictures of people. There's notes that are like stuck into holes in the Adobe wall. Most of them are in Spanish. Most of them are asking for, I didn't read any of them, but you could tell that they were like, they were asking for specific things like, well, yeah, most of them were asking for their lottery tickets to win. La, da, 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 da. I don't think so. This is, this is oh, more no, no, of, I'm kidding. <laughs> this one seems to be more of like, um, because of the, the nature of the, cause it's not on consecrated ground. It's a shrine to us. We can get into this in the next episode, but, uh, a lot of them are, are asking for redemption or, there's a couple the there's two saints that stand out, which is the um I'm gonna show my ignorance here. Shit. The Saint the patron saint of lost causes. Thank you. Uh is it? You're still you're still looking it up. Uh it is Saint Jude, but <laughs> they have Hold on, that's I thought it was a different one. Hey Saint Jude. Is that what it is? Uh, Jude. Yeah, it is. It is. It's sorry. I know it in Spanish. It's St. Jude Tadeo or St. Jude Thaddeus. Okay. So, uh, St. Jude. Yes, you're right. So the patron saint of lost causes. And there's also another one that they, that is represented there. And a lot of it is like, my mom has cancer or my kid died, or here's a picture of my preemie and the, (laughs) <laughs> a candle 
it, yeah. Needless to say that Karen took a one look around and was like, I can't handle this. Yeah. So. Well, Lord, I got the consumption. Yeah. I am not a spiritual person. I, I definitely did feel like a, you can tell that there was a lot of human emotion that had been spent in that place. Yeah. It was definitely like a heavy feeling there, but uh, it turned out the museum was closed. There was nobody around. There were no candles on when we came back after dark. So we didn't really get to, to talk to anybody down there or really kind of see that. But the little museum that's next to it uh, had a few um, signs that talked about like this. So the old there's a neighborhood right behind that that's called El Hoyo or like the hole. And it's all these little tiny um, turn of the century houses, but it probably 110 years old, something like that. Um, actually they'd be a little bit younger. They're like 1920s, 1910s. Uh, and those were built in the hole. The hole is there because it used to be a Victorian theme park with, um, like man-made lakes, beer gardens, shooting galleries, uh, 500 person dance hall, like all of this stuff. It was fucking amazing. It's called Carrillo's gardens. Wow. And I'm gonna see if I can. Like Carrillo, Carrillo. Carrillo's got it. Yes. So here is a streetcar from there. And let's see if I can find the Victorian ladies. At one point, there's a picture of. Um, there it is. Bam. So I'll include some of the stuff in the show notes so that listeners can see it if they want to. So do you see those? The bottom picture there. Yeah, bring it up. the two Victorian ladies and the little girl and they're standing on a artificial lake. Yeah. Just like chilling. That's Tucson, 1890s. Uh, with this whole like private. You said, so I was thinking you said like it's a hundred years old, you know, 1910, 1920. And I was thinking, Oh, it's kind of a throwback to Victorian, but 1890s. That's no, no, no. These, these women are straight up Victorian. That's yeah. like 1880s, 1870, like, something like that. It's like 30 years later. They're doing the throwback thing. <laughs> no, 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 no. This is, this is in it. Uh, and it's like, you know, Art Nouveau, the gardens themselves are just like well apportioned. They have, um, I mean, there's a whole, there's several beer gardens inside this thing is the way they put it. Like not only is there one bar in there, there's several, and if you look at the neighborhood that it's in, it's actually quite large. I mean, it was 500 acres or something like that. Just this huge, huge private park um, that was taken over in 1910, 1909, something like that, uh, by another guy who turned it into Elysian Gardens. Or no, sorry, the Elysian Grove, which is very, like, Greek reminiscent. Uh, they would show movies there and all this stuff. Anyway, really super cool, like history to that little area turned into a neat little old, mostly Mexican uh, neighborhood that we drove through. And the, the, all of the, all the driveways or all the roads are super narrow. Um, everything in the neighborhood, the it's Barrio Viejo. It's the old neighborhood. It's all feels like a, a European city. You feel like you're in Spain or, or London or something. Like cobbled streets and stuff. Or <laughs> The streets are just in bad repair. So it feels like cobbles. <laughs> so yeah, there was definitely like a, wow, they're really leaning into the realism on this. Uh, as the truck is like, <laughs> it's wide enough for two horses abreast. And that's it. <laughs> <laughs> it's wide enough for my truck and then parked cars on either side. So if there's okay. somebody coming, we would have had to like, one of us would have had to figure out something. Yeah. 
you're going all grave digger over him. <laughs> I would totally do that. Uh, don't laugh, Mark. That's cruel. Yeah. That's why I always had Suburbans, you know. Uh-huh, uh-huh. I'm an Arizona man. That's how we work. Anyway, uh, it was actually really cool. And um, so we went down there looking for history on the shrine. We didn't find much on that, but we found a couple other things to look at. We decided to go back into Tucson and um, parked in a parking garage, walked around downtown. The downtown feels like parts of Phoenix downtown. Like it's actually like pretty happening down there, especially on a Saturday night. Oh, sure. Yeah, sure. Uh, we walked by this one little store and it's got like a bunch of hipster stuff in it. And Karen's like, oh, let's go in here. And I'm like, all right, sure. So we go in there. The store portion of this, uh, of this office is, 10 feet by 30 feet, <laughs> but it's all like, it's very shallow and very wide when you go in the door. So you're looking at like just shells of random things. And then you look behind them and you're like, uh, there's 15 monitors back there. Oh, there's a guy looking at me. Uh, hi. And I see behind him. There's like plans on the wall. I'm like, Oh shit, you guys are architects. And so we start talking to them. turns out they're like, uh, they came out of U- University of Arizona in 1995, something like that, in the architecture program. Their architects talked to them about the development of Tucson. They told us about all the places they've done. So a couple of wow. residential places. They did the interiors of a bunch of restaurants around there. They pointed us to all this other stuff and like pointed me to one of the um, Tucson City government historians. Uh, so I have a contact that I need to follow up on. Uh, just like... <laughs> serendipity Karen's like let's go in here and turns into like this whole like perfect perfect introduction to Tucson those people then we made it over to the um hotel congress and walked in there we had met the bartender there at the Arizona cocktail week in Scottsdale so we got to talk to him for a while and then ended up at one of the one of the restaurants it was super tasty had some chicken mole which was just fucking amazing (laughs) so anyway that was that was Saturday we had a lot of fun down there and it definitely changed my perception. It was like growing up in Phoenix, you know, the rivalry, it's like Tucson smells. There's no, nothing good in Tucson. Unless you went to U of A, there's nothing, there's no reason down there. I, I have to admit, I, it was an ignorant view and it might be changing a little bit. I might want to go to Tucson again. And how did it smell? I didn't notice. <laughs> I don't know if my, maybe in my older age, I am losing my sense of smell or if they have changed the way, but I did get the, um, <laughs> the bartender was like, oh, yeah, well, a lot of people say it smells down here. It's because they put the water treatment plant right as you enter town. I'm like, dude, this is what I'm talking about. Yeah. <laughs> I'm glad you brought it up because I was going. <laughs> anyway, so that's what we did. What did you do this week? Me? Yes, you. You do things too, right? Oh, God. I just, you know, slept and went to work. That's that's awesome. Yeah. Um <sighs> I did. I did attend a uh, a pre-release for yeah. the new set Eldritch Moon. And your card cardboard fetish. Yes, Magic okay. Gathering. So we went, and that's where. So uh, the pre-release is where you're given the packs of cards, and you make a deck to play with while you're there. So it's kind of like it's it's kind of fun. It's even playing ground. You know, it's not the person who spends the money on the cards because they're brand new. Everybody mm-hmm. makes a deck with you know what they um what they're given there. You don't come in with anything. You get whatever you're given and then you make something out of it and you play it. Yep. yep. That's, that's cool. I can, I can appreciate that. I, uh, I opened up two really good spells, but the problem is you win with, uh, creatures. So usually I, so there's five colors. I usually want to stay in one or two colors to probably two. 
and the spells that I got were two colors. So I was like, all right, I'm going red and white. And um, I didn't have enough creatures, so I had to splash another color. So it wasn't feeling very good. Um, round one, I won 2-0. Round, you know, round two, I won 2-0, and, and the pattern continued through the whole tournament. So I didn't drop a whole game, but I won the thing. So I was like, yeah. I went from <laughs> feeling bad to, you know, shutting it down, sweeping it up. So that was nice. good. Yeah, you've been playing that for 20 years or something. You're, you're pretty good at it. Something like that, about that. Just shy of maybe like 18, 19. Uh, I was playing in like first year or two of high school. Yeah. I used to play that with Joe. Oh my God. Maybe it has been 20 years. It might have actually been 20 years. <laughs> yeah. And then uh, I took, I went up for another tournament on Friday. First tournament on a Friday in a long time. <clears throat> Friday night magic is a thing. That's what like most people do. But mm-hmm. I'm an old curmudgeon and I want to get the new fandangled cards. So I found a shop that plays an older format and, um, Took my Murpho deck for a spin. I split it. I won the first two rounds, 2-0, 2-0, because it's best two out of three. And then rounds uh, three and four, I went 0-2, 0-2. So I'm going to try again on Friday. <laughs> so you're deciding to go back to the Friday Night Magic? I'm going to try. I'm going to try. It's it's fun. You know, I, I'm not. I'm already invested, so it's like it's definitely worth $5 of fun. Why not? And for, the, for like my first showing, new shop, first time playing a deck, um, in this format and then, you know, winning two rounds and lose like 50, yeah, 50% win record. That's awesome. Like if you nope. just, if you lose every round. You're like, this is miserable. I'm never coming back. But now I'm thinking I can do this. <laughs> so we will see. We will see. Oh, is that a uh, new shop to you or a new shop to the, to your area? It is a new shop to the area. It's probably a little less than a year old. I've gone there before, um, but I haven't really gone to their Friday night stuff. So, I've seen, like I've seen the faces of the good players. I know I know who they are when I see them. But. I know that was uh, when I met you up on Friday, Friday of last week. That seems like weeks ago. Uh, you pointed it out, but I can't remember where that was. It was done in Goodyear. Yep, Avondale. Um, Avondale. Avondale. So it's um, 107th and Dicer. No, no, no. Yeah, yeah, wait. No, no. Dicer and uh, Van Buren. I mean, Dicer and Van Buren. Okay on the west side that was that was nice running into you we were getting our ac done so we got a new <laughs> the compressor went out so we had to get a new compressor kit yeah Funny. did that all get it sorted out yep ac's blowing cold uh i feel the debt all around me like a warm blanket at night yep welcome to owning a car that's yeah. uh, that's a thing well it'll be we'll be able to handle it within three weeks but um, that's not bad you know choking down sixteen hundred dollars yeah what you want to hear uh there goes but tj's was good yeah it was it reminds me of a couple of uh the tj's breakfast place down in avondale it's um uh, greasy spoon greasy I like spoon. It. yeah it's what you want when you want chicken fried steak when you go the greasy spoon or you know after you've already eaten breakfast and your Sorry. friends are going there anyway Sorry to force nope, that. It is you. totally cool. Actually, it was, it was great to see you guys. And getting the call as I'm pulling into the, the Toyota dealership to get my oil change. It was like, hey, we saw you. Like, uh, where? Like, in my mind, I'm trying to think of like, did I see anybody? I see him. Like, we'd already turned around. We were a minute behind you. <laughs> like, I waved. He didn't wave back. He didn't see us. No, I didn't see anybody. I'm trying to get off the freeway. Yeah. It's like 8.15 on a Friday morning. Anyway. Um, 
So No Man's Sky hype. No Man's Are you hyped? Sky. Are you going to buy about it? An, an algorithm for making space. <laughs> it's procedural. So it's like Minecraft where there is a seed and it's not random. It's math based, based on the seed. So there will be 18 quintillion planets in the galaxy yeah. and everyone will be on their own because it's a single player game and nobody understands that. Um, my personal feeling on the, on the game is like, oh, that'll be a great toy for a while and I'm totally going to get bored of it because there's no actual thing that you do in that. But I have seen a few trailers and I'm hopeful, but guarded. Uh, you know, I'm trying to temper it. Like I was very excited when Spore came out. Oh, dude, I fucking fell hook, line, and sinking for Spore. Man, I was like, yeah, and then, it, yeah. <laughs> like, it was fun. The trailer, the trailer for Spore was such fucking lies. It was like, this is going to be the game. It is the game on the cellular mitosis level where you are like a single-celled organism, and then all the way up to, like, you are conquering the galaxy with your spacefaring civilization. Yep. It was it was none of those things. <laughs> and it had the that uh, security. What is that? Not DLC. The other one. DRM. DRM. That didn't bother me because I didn't pirate it. I didn't. No, I didn't pirate it either, but I, I had to repair my computer. So, like, after I installed it, I was like, well, fuck it. I bought the, I legitimately bought the game mm. and then I couldn't install it. Wasn't there a that was one of the first ones that used a root kit or something like that. Like there was a, Probably. there was a big, big to do about it when it came out. Yeah. It, <sighs> I don't know. So I'm, I'm super hyped, but also super guarded. And I don't think that it is going to be what everyone thinks it's going to be. And I am very happy to be proven wrong. We'll see. We'll see. We'll see. And there, no one wants to give me a release date because it keeps getting pushed back anyway. So <laughs> August 9th, August 9th, they say August though. 9th. It seems to be seems to be pretty solid unless it's been pushed back in the last two days, which I don't know. I know it got pushed back two or three days, but I don't know what that is regarding August 9th. If that is the two or three days later. Oh, I'm going to look it up. Google says initial release date, April 9th. Uh, excuse me, August 9th. But Polygon says two days ago that it was released pushed back. It will now launch on August 12th. Ah, fuck. See? See? All right, all right. So that's the thing. <laughs> See, this is what I'm talking about. It's like uh, I'm gonna be, I'm gonna be hyped for it, but mm. that part could just be like actual, sh like ship, like um, logistics of getting the product out there. See, but it's it's digital. I, I yeah. and they are releasing it on PS4 as well. So there's definitely going to be have to be like you can go into GameStop and buy this thing. Yeah, buying GameStop and all those other places. Yeah, yeah. So. Uh, do you know what the ticket is? Is it 50 bucks or 60 bucks? I would imagine 60. I would it's too. AAA. Well, it's, it's an indep independent developer, but it's going to be a AAA price. I would imagine. So Karen caught me this morning as I'm getting out of the shower. She's like, you have to watch this. Guy Ritchie's King Arthur. Yeah. Lock, stock, sword, and rock. Sword in rock, like yeah. Sword in the stone, yeah. Huh. Like lock, stock, and two smoking barrels, but King Arthur in medieval times. Who's Guy Ritchie? Guy Ritchie, he directed Snatch, Lock, Stock, and Two Smoking Barrels. He married Madonna. Guy Ritchie, you know him. I'm looking at a picture. And you probably don't know his face, but you know his work. Snatch, yes. Snatch, yes. seen Lock, Stock, and Two Smoking, but no. 
Rock, Rock and Rolla. Yeah. The man from UNC. No, I haven't seen that one. Snatch. <laughs> I've seen that one multiple times. I yes. Like I know we, I know we love Snatch. <laughs> we both love Snatch, Dan. <laughs> yeah. <clears throat> so Guy Ritchie is directing this. It's got the, um, the main character from Vikings, the history channel Vikings. Did you ever watch that? Uh, I watched probably like the first four or five episodes. I didn't. Uh... So he's King Arthur apparently. And, uh, several of the people from game of Thrones. And then it's just a spectacle. So I can't, I don't know. I was like, she, she started playing it for me and I looked at it and I was like, uh, yeah, yeah. You can just turn that right off. I don't need to see any more. You, you had me at Guy Ritchie, King Arthur. Yeah. I'm, just gonna, I'm gonna see it. I don't. I don't need to watch this trailer. I hope Merlin's in it. I don't know. I didn't watch the trailer. <laughs> I seriously <laughs> saw like the Travis dude from Vikings pulling a thing out of the rock, and I'm like, sold. I'm good. <laughs> I don't need to hype at all. Just pencil me in an appointment at AMC, and I'm good to go. Hey, take my money. What is, yeah. so is it? Is it a? Uh... Is it a like a winter film? Do we know when it's? Is it like? Is it filming now? Is it coming out? Some. Uh, they're hyping it now. I would imagine it's going to be winter, twenty seventeen fantasy drama. Oh, twenty seventeen, March twenty fourth, twenty seventeen. Nine months. That's a while. I'm going to forget about it by then. Yeah. Anyway, still February. Maybe it isn't the guy from Vikings. Uh, I might be wrong about that. Charlie Hunnam. Looks like it. Uh, Jax Teller from FX drama Sons of Anarchy. Don't know who that is because I never watched Sons of Anarchy. All right. Well, then, either way, I'm still going to watch it. <laughs> How you doing over there? Good. You said Hunnam, and I started thinking of uh, Tibetan throat singing music. What was the band, the, the running horse? And the... Let's not get on that. I said nothing. Edit that out. <clears throat> <laughs> yeah. Hunan, no, what was it? Hunan beef? No. Hunan? What are you talking about? The Tibetan throat singing who I don't remember the group's name. I know what you're talking about. I can see the video. The guy that was smiling all crazy. Anyway. Um <laughs> Did you hear about the the donut thing. It was on Reddit this morning. Pip's original donuts and requires they they told somebody they couldn't apply for this job because they were a vegan. Okay. <laughs> Basically, they said on I think it was Twitter or something like that. They're like he was like, Oh, well, uh, do you, would vegans be allowed to have this position? They're like, No, you can't be a vegan if you have this position because in order to ensure quality control and to make sure that our shit tastes good, you're going to have to taste the batter and our batter is not vegan friendly. So if you're a vegan, you can't do, you can't apply for this. Sorry. Okay. That makes sense. It totally makes sense. Well, the vegans didn't like that. Apparently they want to seek oh, discrimination protected class. The vegans, when did, <laughs> when did they become a political party? With well, apparently today, today is when they became a political party, Dan, because they were discriminated against in a job. Most of the vegans I know are fake vegans anyway. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Remember that time that a certain person that we know, we all went to a thing and she was like... Vegan for a day or she a was, week? She was totally vegan. She saw forks over knives and the, the factory farming one. And she was like, oh my God, I'm vegan. And then she was at this place and she's like, you guys have vegan? And they're like, yeah, totally. We have vegan stuff. She's like, all right, well, give me the green beans with potatoes. And she, 
they brought her green beans and potatoes. She's eating them. She's like, damn, this is fucking tasty. Guess what? Green beans. Bacon. (laughs) Bacon. (laughs) Anyway, we don't need to get on it. I'm sure. I'm sure that's a sore spot for everybody. That's just one of those things like, you know, everyone's got a thing, but it it was Pip's original donuts got in a big fucking shit storm and they, they stood their ground. They're they're like, no, No. (laughs) sorry. We don't give a fuck. You don't need to worry about it. Go away. Does this count as good publicity? (laughs) Any publicity counts as good publicity. And I would argue anti-veganism counts as good publicity. (laughs) That's hilarious. You can't. Certainly for donut buyers, it could be. Well, see, there's no reason that donuts couldn't be vegan. I can't imagine. I I mean, well, I guess they have dairy in them, right? And dairy is the exploitation of cows because cows don't like getting milks and anyway it's fucking veganism i can i can totally understand vegetarianism i don't i don't get veganism anyway to each their own to each their own but don't apply for that fucking job (laughs) anyway the 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 vegans were like outraged because they were thinking like oh well it's a slippery slope now if this guy if this guy can discriminate against us, then other people can discriminate against us. And then it's going to be a whole thing and everyone's going to discriminate against us and the whole world's going to end. To which I say, that's not really a vegan problem. That's a, that's a problem with our current culture of the, like the outrage culture and the slippery slope mentality of just like, well, if this one person gets away with it, then everyone's going to do it. Uh, right. You know how that, that that's working lately. It works with veganism. It works with, political parties which what is this <laughs> advertising effectiveness on baby boomers where they look on a web page some millennials look at the title they i'm wondering if they track it with a mouse or something but uh, it's eyes they actually look at where your eyes are using a visual link. So they are. But yeah, I mean. What? Why do millennials look at the knife more? They Holy shit. The, the baby boomers are looking at the ads. Yes. They look what? at the ads. Le- the millennials look at the ads. Less. See, when I was looking at this, I didn't even notice there were ads because I, I'm, I have banner blindness. I don't yes. see ads on my pages. Yes. <laughs> oh, that's hilarious. Right? Yeah. Tune that shit out. Give me some Netflix. You get more for your money there anyway. <laughs> Dear Lord. That's great. I do like that they looked at the the knife more. It's a weird looking knife. It looks like some Dothraki thing. I don't know. No, it totally makes sense. It's curved so that the... Uh, so when you plunge it down into the melon, it like curves along the, the rind. So you get that like perfect arc. That's fucking sick. I think what it is is like baby boomers either have seen something like that before or don't understand it right at first glance, but the millennials are fixate on it. They're like, what the fuck is that thing? Mm. That looks like a great idea. It's a great idea. I want some watermelon. That's what I want. <laughs> I had some watermelon. I stopped by uh, G Farms down just south of El Mirage here. Mm-hmm. It's one of our local farms. And they had the sign out. I was like, watermelons. All right, fuck. So I go in there. Two bucks. Like pulled out of the, the they pulled out of the field right there this morning. Two dollars, got two of them. They're the sweetest fucking watermelons I've ever had. Delicious. Also bought a bale of hay. <laughs> okay. 
Why? Which I'm going to use it for um, mulch on my garden. Oh, okay. It'll, yeah, yeah. That's good. It'll keep the garden moist. I, um, you're not moist. This is for Diana. Moist. All right. <laughs> uh, it'll help retain the water in the garden. So that's a good thing. But uh, I felt like a fucking like city boy. I grew up buying legitimately buying hay for our horses. Nowadays, I'm like, hey, I need one bale. And you could see the guys just like, <laughs> it's not even worth my time to go get you a bale of hay, you stupid fucking city boy. Yeah. What are you going to take some pictures on it, white boy? <laughs> use it from my instagram account you're gonna sit on it take some family photos oh dear lord that's probably what they thought ah jesus it's like no it's cheap ass mulch 11 bucks for a bale of hay that's gonna like do my entire garden for a couple months yep i'm not even worried about it practical (laughs) yeah um although i did feel i did feel funny coming back into town with a bale of hay in the back of my truck anyway Man, that banner blindness thing is crazy. I'm still looking at it. I heard here. I'll send you one thing. It's uh, the X Files, mm-hmm. but it's the theme played in a major key. So instead of like, oh, do 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 do, it's like da 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 da. It's like it's more champion sounding than haunting. <laughs> it's more chanting. Uh, champion. Okay. I'm listening to it right now. It's overlaid with you. Is it sped up or is there like less time no, no, between? It's, in a, it's a key shift. So instead of like C minor, it's in C major scale or whatever. Now I it want also to feels like it's like the notes don't vary as much as they they normally would. All right, so that's the thing. I want to take. I want to take the field. <laughs> Get out there and win one for the Gipper. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> I it does have a little bit of that uh, chariots of fire feel. Something like that. Yeah. I could see that overcoming. <sighs> um, yeah. Do you have anything else that you wanted to talk about? I have a couple more things and unfortunately one of them is me getting old having problems with technology like a fucking grandpa even though I'm 32 shit <sighs> now I'm ready to go to bed because <laughs> I'm old <laughs> <clears throat> exactly fucking hell I just I had problems at work today with my fucking printers printers are retarded why do we have printers Somebody wanted a poster and the guy who normally does that is gone on vacation for a week. So me having made maps before, they're like, oh, you have security right to that printer. Can you use the, the 36 inch roll of paper plotter? Yeah. Um, as long as there are no follow up questions. Yeah. <laughs> yes, I can. Can I do it for you? Turns out I could only do it for them. I couldn't print the stuff that I needed to print. I can only print the one thing that they wanted to print. And they wanted it printed at 24 inches wide, but it had to be printed at 36 inches wide. And guess what? It had to scale up. So it looks like shit. But, you know, that's not my problem. So anyway, I've just been having like all sorts of problems. My secondary drive in my home computer went out. My Surface tablet is a piece of garbage because Microsoft is stupid. Like, (laughs) I just want the Surface tablet to be an Android tablet. Why? 
why the fuck can I not get out of full screen in tablet mode on a YouTube video on a surface tablet? That's the thing that the surface tablet cannot do because there is no escape key on the keyboard and you can't click the, the button to get rid of the full screen because the surface tablet interprets that as you clicking the time on the taskbar, which isn't even there. <sighs> Fucking hate that thing. Anyway, Microsoft sucks. <clears throat> Moving on. Impulse buys bite your ass every time. No, I had actually researched it. I had considered it. I, I did a lot of research on it and there was a reason that I got it. It was, it was not an Android because I needed it specifically so that I could do field recordings and it could run Adobe software. And it was like a little computer, but because it's like a little computer, it doesn't do tablet things well. And because it's a little tiny fucking tablet, it doesn't do computer things well. So it's like the worst of both worlds. And it just, it's super annoying. I thought it was going to be the best of both worlds. Turns out it's the opposite. <laughs> so there's that. I, I'm actually thinking about just selling it on like let go or something. Just get the fucking get, get rid of it. I never heard of let go. It's the other one. You told me one about one and then I researched that one. And the let go came up. What's the other one? The red one. Anyway. I know there's offer up. Offer up. Offer up to the other one. Offer up is the green one. I think it's green. Let go, yeah. <laughs> Let go is the red one. And there's the purple one. Craigslist. Yeah, that's the one I normally used, but I didn't feel like getting shot, so. I, I don't <laughs> Just the once. Twice. It was what? just the once and a half there. So I've bought stuff off, off Craigslist before, and I met people, and they thought I was a tweaker. Because I showed up in the big yellow, like, <laughs> 1989 <laughs> Suburban with the fucking, like, historic plates. And I'm like, I was buying a, the roof rack for the Suburban and the guy was selling the roof rack for $150. But really what he was selling was four KC lights. So it was like four KC lights, 150 bucks. I'll throw in this old roof rack for free. Yeah. And all of my questions were like, Hey, that roof rack, dude. Yeah. He's like, no, no, no. You're buying the KC lights. And I'm like, I just want the roof rack, dude. <laughs> <laughs> I just want that roof rack. I don't give a fuck about the KC lights. I'm going to put LEDs on that thing anyway. Like, exactly. I don't need your old ass KC lights. You fucking old man. Like whatever. <laughs> So I finally get him to like meet me. So we meet in um, at the pawn shop on Grand Avenue in Sun City, just off the 101 to do this. Dude is there with his son that he's probably only 45 and his son's like maybe 18. Mm-hmm. He's strapped. So he's got a Glock on his hip oh, and they're they're both like super eyeing me. And I'm just like, hey, how's it going? Let me go ahead and load this up into my thing. Here's the 120 bucks or whatever you wanted for this fucking thing. Yeah. He's like, don't you want the Casey lights? I'm like, oh yeah, I guess you could throw those in there too. Yeah. <laughs> like, I'm just buying a roof rack, dude. I don't, I don't know. 120 bucks seemed a little steep for a roof rack, but <laughs> eh, whatever. <laughs> yeah. So I was the weirdo, like the weirdo in the van to them. When really it's just like, I'm just a dumb millennial. It's like, I just want a roof rack with bourbon, dude. Anyway, Craigslist is funny because both people are legitimate. Both people are scared of the other person for no fucking reason. Oh, every time. Yeah. You know what they called that back in the day? Classifieds. The fucking paper was Craigslist and it was super above board because you could just go buy shit from some guy who put a thing in the paper. It's how my dad bought a Subaru. It's how we used to get our couches and shit. Like, yeah, we don't think we ever got couches off classifieds, but you know what I'm talking about? Like, it's a very old technology. There's no reason we should be concerned about this. But now it's the inter- the internet age and everyone's a fucking murderer. The internet's, yeah. <laughs> anyway, that was a long uh, 
long episode. We're at about an hour and three minutes. So I think it should be about time to call it. Okay. Uh, I'm going to edit it down. Probably end up around 40 minutes or so, but uh, you know how it goes. You know how it goes. I do know how it goes. You don't. Yeah. Thank God. <laughs> yep. I still have to talk about emotional incontinence someday. Emotional incontinence. It's just, it's just when you cry, man. I feel like there's, it's a more loaded term. I feel like incontinence isn't just like it bubbling. out. Uh, I don't think it's just like, oh, I'm leaking from my eyes now. I think it's like, it's like you're, you've been bottling something up and then like the normal outlet is not available. So you just kind of let it all out <laughs> in the wrong time. I don't know. <laughs> it was something that you brought up a long time ago when you were talking about like sitting with your wife and watching a movie and like it's an emotional incontinence. I don't cry. I suffer from emotional incontinence. <laughs> okay. Yeah. yeah. All right, man. Well, all right, dude. let's do it again sometime. Yeah. So we've got two of these under our belt, including this one is three. One of those didn't get to air. That's the one that was needed to be like censored and stuff. I think we might eventually release that one. I'm not sure. Depends on how you think, how you feel about it. I don't know. You're not looking for an opinion now, are you? No, I'm just, I'm kind of spitballing here. Okay. Anyway, so or I guess we can be off record now. Let me go ahead and stop it. So anyway, uh, thank you, Dan, for uh, for doing this again. And uh, hopefully, it was, what the hell? No. <laughs> we are we're on air now. Oh. So thank you again, Dan, uh, for for showing up. This has been uh, Arizona FYI bullshit sessions with Mark and Dan. For what it's worth, it's worth a lot. It is. All right, Dan. Say good night. <laughs> good night, everyone. Or good day. All right. Have a good day. day with us. Thank you for starting your day with us. And if I don't see you later, have a good night and a pleasant tomorrow, or whatever that is. <laughs> did you see the new um, <laughs> shit? Was did you see the new? Uh, oh, what is that Australian comedian's name? Jim Jeffries. Jim Jeffries. Uh, when you said the the autistic as fuck, I had to go watch that bit. <laughs> <laughs> it reminded me that Jim Jeffries is fucking genius. It's but, just. Yeah. He was talking about like no atheist has ever taken, <laughs> taking everybody's heads, you know, chopping heads off in the name of nothing. <laughs> <laughs> They're too exhausted from being nihilists, man. Oh shit. All right. <laughs> Good night, bro. <laughs> well, thank you guys for joining us on another bullshit session with Arizona.fyi. I have been Mark. That was Dan. Until next time, keep exploring our state.